gets better. Say that it gets better. O-P-S, I'm O-P-S, I'm gay. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that's less John Wayne and more John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like, because the clowns and the the killing of gay people. Okay, we kill them with laughter. Like your dog is dying. <laughs> he's he's just got a little sne- sneezes. <clears throat> Great. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> It's been good. I'm Kyle Guest. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... We're going to talk about Disney. Gersh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Disney. Uh, we've got Doug Antkoviak, our, our favorite fag stag here. Yeah, we, he doesn't... He's mentioned in literally half the episode. So. I almost just said in, with us in the studio. Should we start calling this the studio? Yes, your living room is also the studio. <laughs> That's fine. That's, oh, and then we have boys over. You can be like, hey, you want to fuck in the studio? And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, oh. Put these headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> Crank up the volume. It'll be great. Okay. Um, before we talk about Disney... Before that. And how gay it is, apparently. Yeah. Um, okay. We, as you hopefully know... Our next episode. Our very next episode. Very, like, not the one after, but, like, the next one. Is this a good cop, bad cop opportunity? Oh, yeah. We love you all so much. We just, we we want to hear what questions you have, what we haven't answered. So, so send them to us, and we would love to uh, hear them and talk about them. Fucking send in your goddamn questions, you fucks. We love you, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but send in any questions you have. We're going to do a Q&A episode next, and we're excited about it. Yeah, we want all of your cues so we can A them. <laughs> exactly know what it means, but I'm into it, yeah, and I'm excited. Right, right. Okay, one thing I wanted to talk about that I haven't mentioned yet is for Christmas, so I know I'm like a little late on this. Oh, okay. Um, you, or early. Or, or early, super so early. early. No, I'm not early okay. at all. Uh, you gave me... Something that we mentioned on our sex toy episode, which is oh. Clona Willy. Yeah, I got Kyle a Clona Willy for Christmas and a gallon of Nutella. So and really, <laughs> like, had I bought all of that at the same store, they would have been real confused. They or just really excited thank, and like just curious, you thank, know? Thank God for Amazon. You don't have to face cashiers in the face anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't even know this was an option. It's a vibrating Clona Willy. Oh Lily. yeah. Oh, I knew it was an option. I. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that's the one that you would want. Okay. Well, so what I realized is I was like, hey, everybody, you could buy this as a last minute gift or a stocking stuffer or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with this now. (laughs) Like, I I told you what to do with it. What? You said you have friends with with giant dicks. We just you should copy one of them. You just think that I'm going to have like a hookup over and be like, okay, here's the thing before I sit on it. (laughs) There's like a, it's going to be like, you have some trials and tribulations to go through before you can get into this goodness. <laughs> the key to my back door is inside this tube. <laughs> <laughs> you must reach at least inch nine. <laughs> but, but like, I, I mean, depending on who it was, the right person would be totally into it. I think they would find it flattering and hot. I guess so. How do you know that's not only has a giant dick, but is super into it? I mean, the other option is like, I make a copy of my own dick and I don't need, like, I already have that. Like, I don't need another one. Yeah. And then you couldn't show it to me. Like, you need need someone else's dick so that you can show and tell sometime. Okay. All right. Um, (laughs) The other thing I wanted to say is 
we got an email from someone a new listener. I know which one you're going to read and it's, it's fan fucking tastic. Go ahead. I don't think you do. I think I do. It's from Alan. The Kyle is cute email? No. Did you see that one? I did see someone thought I'm cute. I'm not going to re I'm not going to pull out a Kyle is cute email and read that to you. That's so like <laughs> I thought this was another one for your tally cuz we were like we were we were even there uh, in in Oh, in, that's true. Yeah. Well, like, um, whoever wrote that, that needs to write that in the reviews so I get one more. Uh, okay. okay. No, this was in the, uh, so no, you, I, like I said. I tried not to take it personally that this other person was like, oh, I'm new to gayish and I love the podcast and you guys are amazing and Kyle is cute. I'm like, what am I? Chop liver? Mm. Fuck. <laughs> You're right, whoever that email was. Fuck, I don't have that person's name. Anyway, but no, I'm not, okay. Cut all this. It's all cut. <laughs> Who I do want to mention is Alan, a recent listener, uh, sent us an email. Yes. And I just wanted to say thank you to Alan and just say you're awesome. Do you want to read his email? No. Oh, you're just like... Yeah. I just like... I just want to like call some people out that send us emails. We get uh, we get a lot. We read them. Uh, I don't know if people know that we read them because we don't always reply. Um, but just want to say, hey, hey, Alan. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, Alan. What's up? Good segment. Good bit. That was a bit. Just say hi. Just say hi. Send us an email. We'll say hi. Uh, and people may or may not have noticed uh, during the last episode, we played a promo for another podcast. Yeah. Affirmative murder. Affirmative murder. I listened to one of their episodes and I learned that snapping someone's neck is not a thing. Oh, I heard that one too. Yeah. yeah the like... The idea of, like, in movies, you walk behind someone and turn their neck. Yeah, apparently that's bullshit. Yeah, apparently you can't do that unless you're, like, The Rock or The Hulk. And, and like, doing it to an old person who's got bad bones. Yeah, and, like, whose neck is already broken. <laughs> it's just, like, you finish opening the peanut butter jar that's already loosened. Yeah. But I had this idea, and we didn't talk about it beforehand, so I don't, like, you'll have to figure out what to do with this part. I'm worried about what you're about to say. If people want to buy that slot, we should let them buy that slot. Like, are you auctioning me off on the air? Yep. Yep. Who give me $25? $25 give me $25. $25 for my slot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If, if, if somebody wants to send 50 bucks and something to read I, that's 30 seconds or less, I'll fucking read it. Mike's time is pretty much <laughs> up for sale. Yes. If you're interested, let us know. Perfect. Gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so Disney. Disney. We're going to talk about Disney. I, okay. Are we going to get murdered if we talk about Disney? Like, isn't there some like pretty secret bullshit about that company? Like you don't piss them off or like. Is that why they chopped off Walt Disney's head? You'll never have fun again. <laughs> no, they're getting control of all fun for everything. Yeah. So if you, I don't, I think if we just tell them we're gay, then they know they can't do it. Cause then that would be a hate crime. <sighs> The Disney Mafia doesn't want to fuck with the gay mafia. Yeah, I think like yeah, our uh, the gay mafia, and by gay I mean the, like the queer mafia. Everyone in there, like it's a small but powerful group. You do not want it's to a fuck. small world after all. <laughs> uh, a lot of those kids were actually trans. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, most of them are still alive. Uh, all right. So just stuck in that ride. Oh God, just like crying their life. and singing and crying and singing. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, we're going to take all the fun out of Disney. Who better to remove all fun from Disney by making it so sad, but us. 
It's gayish. That's why we need Doug here. I think he might be some uplifting air for us. Up, 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 uplifting air? Is that a, that's, that might be a I don't think phrase. that's a thing people say, but like, whatever. <laughs> it sees like the, the wind beneath our... Butt plug. <laughs> Do you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. 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 <laughs> This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. I did not tell you guys how Brittany didn't, she didn't listen to the episodes in order. And so she thought you guys had a real fight. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I don't know that enough people know that that wasn't real. Mm -mm. (laughs) That's true. The parts where you guys were fighting came in very, very real. <laughs> we're good actors, yeah, Mike. Maybe, yeah. we, so. maybe we'll be good at our uh, audio especially, dramas. Mike especially sold it. Yeah. yeah. I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. Are we back? We're back. We're back. Uh, we're here with Doug and Koviak, our favorite fag sag. Hi, Doug. Hey. Thanks Doug. for being here. Thanks, guys. You still a fag sag? I'm still a backstag. Okay, just got to check on that. Um, so we are going to talk about Disney, which dis like everyone that knows you, like Disney is your thing. Or shoes. Okay, Disney first, <laughs> shoes first and a half. <laughs> Confirm or deny? Yes. Okay. Like almost the point where it's weird how into Disney you are. It's well, okay. When did it start? When did you know? <laughs> I was into Disney because my dad used to work in Florida every now and then. Okay. And I got to go. And so as a as a child, I got to go to these theme parks and then when I was in college, I was I was dating this girl and it was not going well. She was super pretty and I didn't have like enough self-confidence to just break up with somebody. And then Disney came along and said, how would you like to leave this place and go on an internship in Florida from you know Washington State? So I went on an internship and I was an intern in my freshman year of college and I spent about a year working there. And so ever since then, I've been uh, giving my money to Mickey Mouse by going almost every year. Uh, you apparently know a bunch about Disney. <gasps> oh, you mentioned your dad. Did you want to talk about what your dad said when uh, you were on the podcast before? Oh, yeah. You were in the podcast in its early days. And then after you were on, you told me that you talked to your dad about it. And I thought that you had a really interesting exchange. Yeah, yeah. That, I was going to kind of try to manipulate that into my gayest moment. But... Oh, uh, okay. No, I mean... Uh, we'll okay. Mike's pretty good about ruining things. So. Yeah, we <laughs> can talk about it right now. Um, <laughs> I remember telling my parents how I was on the podcast and how my dad had this moment of saying like oh i don't i don't know about that <laughs> why do you think he said that because i think it, he still thinks of it as i might catch gayness from proximity <laughs> like so you told him the title of it or is that or you told him what you talked about like what does yeah. he know how many gay guys hit on you all the time anyway and that like it would have happened by now it's totally true right <laughs> And so I kind of, I wonder if they wonder. Mm. And with him just giving me that kind of like doubt and uh, almost disapproval, it was like my first moment of of realizing what it would feel like if I 
even came like if I had to come out to my dad knowing how he treated me in that one moment I I freaked out in my own mind and I like really started to feel this like minute sense of what uh you guys might have gone through in your like coming out phase yeah like it's uh, when you're growing up your parents don't know like they don't obviously well some of them don't know you're gay so they don't know to watch out for those moments and those moments would have a big influence on you Uh, obviously every parent regardless of the sexuality of their no the sexual orientation of their child should send a positive message about gay people but especially when you're growing up gay like yeah you may only have one you know 10 second interaction with your parent that says you know you just said something and said and that's it but that's like you know you add a few of those up and it's like I don't want to come out to my parents. Yeah. I mean, for me, in the moment, I didn't even think about it. I was thinking that I was saying, hey, I was on this podcast. Wasn't that cool? I always listen to podcasts. This is a neat thing. And they, like, my I want to say they, but my dad really hung on to the idea of, like, it was a gay podcast. So yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that ruins it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we do ruin things for sure, but yeah. I think that's a different thing. And now all of our listeners know that you are on a gay podcast. It's like tens <laughs> of people. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a Disney expert. You apparently know this podcast is kind of gay. So I think... <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is your start a little cummy? Is it- <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing about having a beard is every now and then, you know, just like, you'd be like, oh yeah, that facial I got. Mm, cool afternoon snack. That's what they mean by afternoon delight. Anyway, <laughs> so Doug, uh, why don't you just, you know, plow right right in with <laughs> your, uh, your, your first story about Disney and gay something. All right, so... Uh, I am going to tell you the story of gay days at Disney World. Okay. Ooh. Do you guys know about this at all? Is this concept? I, I, yes. I, I know that it's a thing. So I thought it was day singular, but okay. it's, is it plural? It is days? plural now. Okay. I, I've heard that same thing. I've heard about it as a thing. Heard it was a day. It's like a lot of bars in rural areas where they have like gay night on a random Wednesday. Yeah. It, right. Okay. 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 Something like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> So, okay, uh, if we're going to go back to the early days of gay days, uh, we have to go all the way back to 1978. Shut your mouth. What? Yeah. So, in uh, Disneyland... We hadn't even died of AIDS yet, then. I know, right? This is, yeah, this is the pre-AIDS mid-Coke. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, so, back then, uh, the big thing that was happening was that uh, people just wanted to go to Disneyland and enjoy themselves. But uh, they knew, like, the, the the gay groups at that time knew that they couldn't just come to Disney and be like, we'd like to rent part of the park out and yeah. be okay with it. So what they did is they created the Greater Los Angeles Restaurant Bar Association. And they, uh, under that kind of uh, name, they rented... Does that out- spell Glarba? <laughs> Yeah. The local Glarba Association. I tried to make sure that it wasn't an acronym for something, but I, yeah, it did, didn't really pan out. All right. Okay, but what it was was a group of uh, gay and lesbian bars that all got together to um, come to Disney and, and rent out the park at night. Hmm. And they were able to do that. And uh, once once they did it, like uh, Disney originally was kind of freaking out. Like, 
They even warned the cast members, we're sorry to put you under this kind of stress. Quick quick thing, just in case like people aren't totally up on their Disney bullshit. Like, <laughs> that's just people who work there. Like, the term cast members, that's just like people who fucking work there. Yes. Right? Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, right. I was a cast member, and I handed out towels at a... At a pool yeah. yeah you were so you were like an extra you were a pool boy <laughs> i was a pool boy <laughs> so basically they were able to come in and rent out the parks and then when they tried to do the exact same thing the following year disney came in and said no you cannot come they're like hey glarba <laughs> <laughs> we know you right but was walt still running the show at that point walt died in 1966 so is roy running the show at that point roy is kind of a decision maker but not running the show okay that's pre-eisner though probably yes and that's the most important thing that you said was that eisner came in and changed the game I'm sorry, this is so much insider Disney lingo that now I'm like, why don't I know about any of... I know Walt. It made me so happy to see Doug's face light up and him point at me like I knew a thing. It was so great. It's really validating. We'll quickly (laughs) fast forward. So so basically what happened the following year was Disney said, uh, no, we're not going to let the gays in to rent out part of the park. But all the other competing theme parks in Southern California did. Knott's Berry Farm. Knott's Berry Farm, Mm. Magic Mountain. They all let them all come in. So after that, Disney decided that we need to treat these people like they're normal people. That's bullshit. <laughs> First mistake. <laughs> and so they they uh, they allowed the same group to come in and rent out the park at night. But then we fast forward to Michael Eisner taking uh, the reins over. Uh, so he became the CEO of Disney in the mid '80s. So at the time, uh, uh, <laughs> Eisner is trying to get. Disney beyond the family-friendly brand name. And so they uh, they had Touchstone, uh, and they came out with uh, some of the first R-rated movies hmm. that were owned by Disney. So um, Pretty Woman is essentially Cinderella, but as an R-rated movie. Oh. On purpose? Yeah. But it's about a hooker. It's about a hooker, but it's about a woman who was... It, it's a rags-to-riches story. You're saying Cinderella's a hooker. Cinderella is whatever... She, like, Cinderella is down on times, but she has great qualities, and she she deserves to be loved. Got a hot rack and a small foot. Right. And, uh, and her Prince Charming comes. <laughs> Spell comes. <laughs> so in the early 80s, two major things happened where... Um, Gay culture is rising, and security guards observe two men dancing and approach them to say, hey, this is a family-friendly theme park. Oh, God. Mm. Only heterosexuals are allowed (gasps) to touch each other while dancing. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the people were uh, Sean Elliott and his partner, Andrew Exler, and uh, they were escorted out of the park. And they, in turn, uh, sued Disney, and it that went into court for years. Wow. Yeah. And they settled out of court, and Disney was ordered to pay the attorney fees of $25,000 and eliminate the ban on same-sex dancing in the park. Wow. This sounds like some like gay footloose shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> Nobody puts gay baby in a corner. <laughs> Wow, that's I had no. That's so. What, what year up. was that? You said what year? But uh, oh, so that happened in 1980, and then uh, several, that's really early. Yeah, and so a second lawsuit was filed in 1987, 
by three more men who were told that touch dancing is only for heterosexuals and never and never made it to court. Touch dancing. Jesus like the, the phrase touch dancing really says I read my Bible. It's a lot. like and well it's also the the shit you invent when you see gay people. Like touch <laughs> dancing was never a thing for straight people, but now we need to define what kind of dancing you did so we can uh, yeah, it's just yeah. fucked up. Okay. So uh fast forward to nineteen ninety one. That is the first year of gay days or gay day mm. in Orlando. And so Orlando's Disney World, Anaheim is Disneyland. About 3,000 people came to Disney World. Wow. Wait, so you said it wasn't put on by Disney. So who's putting it on at this point? Uh, yeah, so that is the uh, it's the gay and lesbian uh, group at the time. Um, I got to figure out who the, what the name of it the is. The Greater Orlando Restaurant and Bar Association. Yes, Gorba. Gorba. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What if we can't figure it out? We're gonna be okay with that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So some gay and le- some some fucking queers did it. Okay. Got it. Uh. So the big deal is that these groups started coming into Disney World, and they started having gay days. And uh, the first year, Disney didn't do anything about it, and that spurred enough of a of a a, a controversy for the all of the religious groups in the South to say we need to protect our own family values or else our children will catch the gays of syndrome. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening was that uh, Disney started posting signs outside of the park for those days saying, hey, (laughs) FYI, FYI, (laughs) there's going to be a bunch of dudes holding hands today. (laughs) There might be some touch dancing. (laughs) And they even uh, sent out flyers to people staying in the hotels at Disney wow. to let them know the park is going to be packed tomorrow. If you ca- if you want to hold off, come a different day. The park is going to be fudge packed tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hold off. It got to the point that there was a protest going on outside of the park. There were airplanes trying to fly overhead. What? Well, just to remind you that Jesus exists. <laughs> <laughs> In case you forgot, he still died for your sins. All of those military airplanes held up by prayer. <laughs> and right about that time, we're talking about the 96, 97, Disney finally starts opening up to the idea that they should welcome these people in. It's even said at that time when uh, normal guests would ask, hey, what is going on on this day? They say, every day is a gay day at Disney. I like that answer. Yeah, and and most of a lie, right? But. Yeah, and so um, the, most of the cast members were trained to to just acknowledge that uh, this is a normal day. We should treat everyone with respect, and this everyone is welcome here. So uh, around ninety six, ninety seven, Disney allowed the first nighttime opening of Typhoon Lagoon Ooh. in the first beach ball. Yeah. Both of those sound real gay. Yeah. yeah. And this is soups gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> Typhoon Lagoon. That sounds like a porn star. I mean, it, it is banana hammocks all night long. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> and Fantastic. right, if you if you Google it right now, like this is, uh, yeah, that's the premier event for gay days is to go to the nighttime Typhoon Lagoon event. 
And then so right around uh, 1998 was the time that Disney had just announced that they were going to give same-sex benefits throughout the company. And uh, what's what sucks is that Disney was one of the last movie studios to offer these kind of benefits. Hmm. But Disney also owned all of these theme parks, so they were different than a movie studio. And so I think that that kind of thing was at play. Hmm. But um, it, in the book, uh, The Gospel, According to Disney, uh, it's thought that almost 40% of the the total amount of employees at Disney at the time may have had may have been homosexual or had some kind of homosexual connection and that how would they know <laughs> that's a great point that's a that, weird like i get the like you know i bet they could find out the survey like through a survey if you're gay but like how do you be like random sampling like i mean okay. you gotta okay so think about it at the time that um they counted all the employees named terry these are <laughs> these are all of the like Hollywood executives. These are all of the actors and actresses. And Disney has been expanding into much more adult-themed media. Hmm. So they're trying to get into uh, different movie studios. They have all of, like, ABC at that time. And that was about the time that Ellen had come out of the closet on, on her episode. So that though all of that stuff was making a, a huge impact. And the moment that Disney announced that they were going to give same-sex benefits... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Southern Baptist Church, of course, boycotted Disney. Great <laughs> for eight years. What? Yes. Great. How many? How many of them were going there anyway? No. Think about it this way: the boycott couldn't actually take place because so many people worked there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and didn't act like didn't quit their job. Right. People love Jesus until it affects their paycheck. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. So, in the end, yeah, the boycott ran from uh, 98 to 2005, and uh, the Southern Baptists just kind of declared victory, and it, it ended. Declared victory? <laughs> yep, they said- We showed them. We did enough damage. <laughs> oh, man, I just love people's logic that, I guess if you believe in the Bible, you already can like make your own logic, so- it it, Sorry, co- it it coincided with Michael Eisner leaving the company as if that was there like haha we got him oh, oh got him yeah. yeah 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 it had nothing to do with the stock options nope <laughs> and and now uh yeah some websites say that over 150,000 people join gay days at Disney World every year hey southern baptist i think we might have won maybe <laughs> i'm just going to throw that out there as a possibility that's awesome. Um, Mike, what do you got? I wanted to talk about the... Many people have made the observation that Disney villains, particularly in the animated movies, are queer-coded. And I wanted to talk about what queer-coding means. So does that term mean anything to you? My, oh, can I guess? Yeah. Um, my guess would be that they're not like overtly like they're not like so here's the thing Aladdin I'm super queer but they like have certain mannerisms that give like that gay people would get it yes yeah it, yeah exactly exactly and it's not even that gay people would get it it's just that you take you take stereotypical gay attributes which I'm guessing are more effeminate or more effeminate go ahead oh I was gonna jump in and say. It might not always be gay, but it like the 
the villains are always coded to be either large or small, but like uh, like something that that coincides with being not normal. Yeah, other. Yeah. Other. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And that it's really easy for us to link that to other groups like being gay. Yeah, yeah. And so there's this feedback loop that's been identified where on a, even a subconscious cultural level, we associate queer people with evil or immorality hmm. or uh, at the very at the very at a very minimum um, otherness. So then in order to really trump up the badness of villains, they end up adopting a lot of the same stereotypical attributes of queer people because it comes along all of those preconceived notions of being gay as outside the norm and different and weird and lamentable and maybe evil, who knows. It adds to the mystique of the villain. Hmm which actually then contributes back into the culture and says these things mean you are bad, right? Yeah. And so it, it just kind of feeds on itself. It reminds me of uh, the X-rated movies podcast we did where we talked about gay characters, any kind of queer characters always represented as the bad person. Yep. And uh, so the Hayes Code, which was before we had like movie ratings and they talk about it a lot in celluloid closet mm -hmm. uh, the Hays code uh, said specifically you could not depict lgbt people in a positive light so a as a consequence of that we had all of these quote-unquote queer people in movies but they were always the bad guy yeah. they were effeminate they spoke differently they dressed differently they were flighty they were um they were ursula odd yeah yeah, exactly. So it's really interesting when you start looking at all of the examples. And, and like, if anybody out there is thinking like, oh, no, there's no way that's, that Disney villains are being coded as gay, that, that's, that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. Here's the mountain of evidence. So Jafar from Aladdin. Do you remember Jafar? Mm -hmm. So what, what can you say about him? He had that little mustache and a parrot. Perfectly groomed, tiny little mustache with a twisted beard. And he had... He he dressed really lavishly, extravagantly, hmm. um, and uh, was really m melodramatic and had this like sarcastic sort of queeniness to him <laughs> about the way that he talked. Huh. Uh, he also was shown to be averse to physical labor, and uh, that's a theme that comes up over and over again. Apparently, people think gay people are lazy. True. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> And he prefers to keep his hands clean, which uh, fastidiousness is another uh, queer coding that you're like to be afraid of germs or, mm. or to really have to be super clean at all times. Yeah. And he uses magic to avoid touching things. Huh. Anyway, so then uh, Ursula, you mentioned Ursula just a little bit ago from yeah. The Little Mermaid. Soups, Les. Yeah, apparently it is not a secret that she's based off of a drag queen. Oh. The drag queen's name was Divine, who is a real person. So Ur Ursula is a big, fat woman that does not give a shit, mm -hmm. right? And she's really brazen, a loud mouthed, and uh, she's got really eccentric, accentuated makeup, mm -hmm. like a drag queen. And she's shown to not be interested in dudes. Huh. I all, would have not. Right? And she kind of has a thing for Ariel. Oh. Okay, now that you say, I, I, I thought of her as like, you know, butch lesbian stereotype, but huh. Also, and a husky voice. 
Oh, yeah. And then Ka from uh, The Jungle Book, the snake, has oh, this yeah, just yeah. really super exaggerated lisp, but, but also... But he's a snake. Yeah, but he's has this like slimy obsequiousness to him, and he sounds like um, Peter Lorre in that movie, uh, Maltese Falcon. By the way, slimy obsequiousness is how everyone describes my penis. <laughs> Do shut. <laughs> Lots of people out there would say that Disney has done the queer community inadvertently a disservice by reinforcing all of these stereotypes about queer traits being bad. What about, there was a recent one in Beauty and the Beast, right? The live action movie? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what's his name? It's going to be... Le Fou. Le Or I don't know how you say that. The, the... So he was one of the first outed gay characters yeah. in a Disney movie. Yeah, Le, 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 Le Fool. Yeah, he was. He... Um, he was in the movie with Oh Gaston's he was... Paramore. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. That's who I thought you were going to talk about. No, uh-uh. no, 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 no. But also, right? Like, <laughs> so there's this really great. I'll post it to the to to the website. There's this really great Twitter uh, account that posts pictures of disney not necessarily villains uh it it, it can be all, all different kinds of people but primarily villains mm-hmm. and like which gay stereotype they are so mm-hmm. it, it's it's like ursula drag queen gaston muscle bear gym bunny right mm. and this the le, 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 that, that french word <laughs> that that guy's name is yeah, yeah. that you just said a little yep, bit ago kind of yep, yep, yeah yeah yeah, everyone was like upset when that was. Uh, I mean, gays in Disney movies. Well, gays in no Disney movies, way. and the gay people were upset that it was the evil one. Yeah. So you can't win. You can't win for laughing. <laughs> can't die for crying. <laughs> we're gonna invent so many idioms today. <laughs> Great. Okay, what I wanted to talk about is also uh, gay Disney characters, but I'm gonna take the positive spin. Yay! Who knew? HIV positive? No. <laughs> No, no, no. But I'm bringing my cynicalness to it, so it's not going to be that positive. Okay. So I was reading actually about the first gay storyline in the Disney Channel. Oh, is this like like a, a boy on a show about science or something? Are we going to do that thing where you guess the story again? Yep. Oh, shut up. So fun. Say it. I actually don't know what the show is about. So, um, so the show is called Andy Mack. It is on the Disney Channel, and the average age of the viewer is 10 years old. So this is a kid's show. Huh. And in October 2017, they had the first, that show had the first storyline uh, with a gay character. Which, like, to me, it's like the fact that we're still counting in firsts for some of these things is like, you'd think by now they, like, I don't know. So the storyline they had is two best friends andy the titular character and cyrus uh, it's, andy's a female by the way mm. andy i and cyrus who's a male both have a crush on the same boy oh that's relatable right yeah that's adorable yeah do you have any idea who how old the characters are i do well uh, the real uh, so joshua rush who plays cyrus is act his actual age is 16 so i don't know he's probably playing a 12 13 or i don't know i'm not like somewhere around that age um and joshua rush is from houston so houston uh, it <laughs> sucks get out of there joshua oh you did okay good job um so okay so that all sounds really great and of course here's where like cynical me is gonna like spread his wings and um like 
in general, very positive. There are just some things about the story that I read that I was like, yeah. So they consulted, uh, the Disney folks consulted with PFLAG on the storyline to make sure it was fair and all that stuff. And I was like, great. And then I realized it was like, oh, wait, why wouldn't they consult with gay people glad or like <laughs> b-flag parents and friends it's and then i realized oh it's because they need the parents to be on board with seeing yep. not because they actually yeah you know, so it's all this like it, great that they consulted with a queer organization oh i feel like i haven't been indignant for a while but here it comes yeah why what is up with this fucking what am i going to tell my kids bullshit that parents think they can pull about gay stuff like I, like we're supposed to totally fucking change our whole lives so you don't have to talk to your shitty kid. Yeah, yeah. Tell like fucker Frankie <laughs> to shut the fuck up and deal with it. Okay, so actually speaking, Which the kid is going to be fine with it. Kids are great. Kids, Kids don't are, give a fuck. They... You're the shitty one, parent. Okay, <laughs> so actually this leads into something related to that. So the show's creator, so um, Andy Max creator. By the way. Yeah, I think just Disney TV shows for kids now they just call it the name of like she also created Lizzie McGuire. They're just too bored to think up like actual names for TV shows, <laughs> so they just call it the like. Anyway, um, did they run out of names? Maybe. Yeah. Like... Um, so the show's creator Terry Minsky said that her team quote no her team took quote great care ensuring that it's appropriate for all audiences. And so at first that sounds great. Oh, you took time to make sure, but no, fuck you. You didn't have to think about that when your straight characters, like the kids had a relationship. Right. You just assume because they're gay, then all of a sudden, same thing. Like, how am I going to talk to my kids? Kids don't fucking care. They're not thinking butt sex. They're just thinking like, oh, you like a girl or you like a boy. Like, yep. Why do you have to worry that it's appropriate? You like, have you ever thought about a, a straight storyline or a crush or whatever in a kid's show that was appropriate? No, you're, they're just fucking kids being kids. So like, oh, I stole your indignancy. So actual characters who whose stated sexual orientation is gay. Doug, when you're watching shows, do you do you notice gay characters? Like, is that noteworthy to you as a viewer? I think only the ones that really pop as stereotypical. Mm -hmm. So if they're gay and like, I think I think chill. when a, when a character is gay, they really hit you over the head with it. Mm. They don't have any just like non stereotypical like just they happen to be gay and like then they just keep walking along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any of the ones that I can think of, and that's like the same thing that like. Uh, gonna get a little douchey like part of what i write about is like gay characters that like just happen to be gay and then they do other things because i think that's like where we need to evolve to is not like we're gonna have a gay storyline and they're like he's gonna have a crush and do a thing that's gay like <laughs> what if they just happen to be gay and do other things like fail a math quiz or like you know try out for the soccer team and it's just they just also happen to be gay you know yeah. hey I, I terry minsky who created Lizzie McGuire and Andy Mack and apparently can't think of good show titles. Yeah. Have you thought about just having a like chill gay person that just does normal things? Well, and so it's interesting. One of the, one of the big complaints about the HBO show looking was that they were too boring, right? Like all of these characters that are gay that had all of these other facets about themselves and their struggles and their lives and their careers and their stuff. Like 
you, you can't win, I guess. I were, love wait, that show Were, were so you saying much. that they're not gay enough? No, it's not that they're not gay enough. It's that they were boring. Okay. Like, it's that they they weren't they weren't Will and Jack from Will and Grace. Sure. Like they they uh, they weren't stereotypes of gay people. They were they were complex yeah. characters, and and that made them fall flat in a weird way. I, but I think that's in the same way that girls uh, f- like felt boring to some people because it was about the real life. So I think it's not entirely about the like gay part. I think it's about like the writing and the fact that it's a drama. And you know, I think there are other things that also contribute to that. I mean, when I think of the show that you just talked about like i have a hard time thinking that they could really sell uh, a titular character as gay well-rounded like can they really say hey jimmy's the star quarterback but he also wants to suck dick (laughs) (laughs) maybe not to 10 year olds but i get your point yeah like i mean that's the i think the same reason like you know you have a main character who's white and attractive and cisgender and then they have a black friend and then they have a you know a someone else has a gay storyline and you know i think they throw in diversity bingo diversity bingo as the supporting characters to like even in this i just saw a picture of uh the cast and i saw you know there's like five of them and one is you know the black girl like which yeah i think it you know we again like i know like being cynical, great to have a storyline around a gay character, especially for kids. That's really important. So I'm glad they're seeing it at the end of the day. And we need to keep getting better, and including things like let's make a TV show, exactly saying about a gay character that's the main character. And maybe sometimes shit happens that's about them being gay. And sometimes shit just happens because that's what gay life is like. I'm going to call it Kyle Gets. That's my show name. <laughs> I'm as creative as you, Terry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but it would be easy to be like, Kyle gets what he wants. I know. I But then, but then everyone's going to turn that sexual, so it has to be called something else. Kyle Williamson. Okay, <laughs> Doug, what else you got? Um, one of the things I did want to talk about was how, when I was an intern, 2004, I was, I was turning 19, and it was the first just time. Just a baby. Just a baby. Little baby. It was the first time that I had gay friends. Oh. What was it like? The- Is that when you knew you were a fag stag? Yeah. Like, that's when it hit you. Oh. <laughs> you had this, like, realization about who you really were. At the- um, wh- What was the first time you met a gay person? Like, what was that experience? Uh, okay. so let's start with, did yeah. you know any gay people before you went? Yes. My- so you, you made your first gay friends. Right, right. My sister who was 10 years older than me had a gay friend who interestingly had a partner who worked on the star Wars movies, uh, when like episode one was coming out. And I remember him telling me, yeah, there's going to be this great new character who's all CGI. It's going to be awesome. Everyone's going to love it. Fucking Jar Jar. Fuck that guy. Oh, is it bad that I was like, Yoda? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's bad. But, um, (laughs) When I went on my internship, uh, it was the first time that I really got to work around people and interact with people that were gay and be totally comfortable with it. I remember I even had like funky moments that happened where I I didn't know how to say someone was coupled with another gay guy because yeah. I thought those terms were only heteronormative. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
So I'd be like, he's hanging out with that guy, you know, instead of like they're dating and they're fine and happy and yeah, sex is fun. Yeah. (laughs) Sex is fun, even in the ass. Um, Gayish. Gayish. (laughs) Tagline. Um, So how did you like, what was the first moment that you figured out one of those people like, you know, did someone like come out to you very directly or how did it first happen with one of those coworkers or friends? I remember I was in, oh boy, I was in the pool at the... Of course. Yeah, I was in the pool of the, like, the Disney apartment complex. (laughs) And one of the guys was in there that I worked with, and I found out that he was dating a guy that was working with the girl I was pursuing at the time. And she had let me know that they were hooking up, and I started talking to him. And, uh, yeah, that's about the time where I was like, ah, you're hanging out with that dude now, (laughs) which felt really awkward. But what, uh, what was really interesting about working at Disney, especially at that time of my life was that there were so many kids that would come down and they would discover themselves. They got to figure out their sexual orientation because we were all living in Disney owned apartments so imagine there was like 5,000 kids, all about 19 to 20. We all made about $6 an hour. So there was like, <laughs> we were all poor as shit. Yeah. But you got free admission to the parks. So if you wanted to go out on a date, you could. And you could go see this $30,000 fireworks show any night you wanted to. Yeah. And all you got to do is like hold hands and go. And it made it very simple and easy and open because all of these people were brought to this theme park because of these weird Disney values. No, they're not weird, but like the 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 overarching values of uh, everyone is special. They're like, you have a reason to be loved. You can be accepted here. Even the oddballs are welcomed and accepted and celebrated. Hmm. And I think that is a, major magnet for people to go to the Disney parks. Also, Disney borrows a lot of the religious ideals that make it a magnet for uh, society, but they don't involve God. Hmm. Instead of God, we wish upon a star. Oh, yeah. Hmm. You know? And yeah. and so um, it, it replaces a lot of those values and it makes it an area where I am accepted and I can use many of the beliefs that are shared among a bunch of religions and feel like I'm welcome and cherished. And so all of these people come in and they gather in these places. And when you're 19, you're discovering yourself and you're trying to figure out something new. Uh, So I definitely saw people that came there as straight and left as gay and... (laughs) We're definitely like, I'm making out with a girl tonight, and I'm making out with a dude tomorrow, and yep. everything is good, and I'm feeling it. <laughs> it sounds like Disney might be like, if religion didn't have a spiteful God, like what it might look like. <laughs> that's like a, that's of, a really good point. Instead of slaughtering a lot of people, what if we just were happy together? So I'm just cynical enough that when you were talking about all of the Disney ideals, I wondered if they created millennials. Everyone is special, and <laughs> Wait, everyone. What? What are you, Mike? What generation? 
Um, I it depends on who you ask. I'm either the the tail end of Gen X or the top of Gen Y. Oh, okay, I'm a millennial for sure, and I'm fucking hate that everyone thinks that millennials are the problem. Like, I, by we the way, were raised I, by a group of people. If you think we think that we're special, like. Don't blame us. Blame the people that fucking raised. We didn't give ourselves participation trophies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, and I, I also don't think it's true. I volunteer for my fraternity, and I think that the the the, the, the your generation and the generation after, I think, is probably college freshmen and sophomores mm. right now, are um, amazing people. They yeah. care about the world, and they care about values, and they want to, they see the best in other people, and... It, it, it gives me hope for the future. Yeah. So the really people who who shit on millennials are just assholes. They're just like, something different? <laughs> what? Well, okay, so I, I, do, I have a very serious question. Uh, in all of your time at Disney, did you ever fuck in the park? <laughs> wow. I never, <laughs> I never got to fuck in the park. Did people fuck in the park? Wait, wait, wait. Before you answer that, <laughs> you answered that question very carefully. Yes, I did. BJ, HJ. OJ. Orange juice. I don't know. Did you drink orange juice <laughs> in the park? I mean, I, like, I was, I dated a girl. Are you afraid of the Disney mafia catching no, up with no, you? No, no, like, no. You're, you're not gay. They can, they, there's no hate crime. Okay, so, so, uh, uh like, I did Have you considered becoming Jewish? <laughs> he's not gay. Just in case. The gay mafia is not going to protect him. I know. Like, that's what I mean. Oh, oh, that's yeah. what he's worried about. He, you're, just be Jewish and then you'll have, like, a status to, like, hold, like, just be like, you can't kill me. Okay. So what okay. did you, who did you, OJ? Who did I, OJ? Uh, oh, that means killed. Oh, yeah. fuck. Sorry. Okay, wait. I I dated a girl the entire time I was an intern there, which was a terrible idea. I like I originally the same came, girl. Yeah. I, I when I, did you meet her? Like the first day? I know, right? Um, you have a problem. I had <laughs> I had the original. Well, all right. So it wasn't it wasn't super early on, but like I had the intent of trying to make out with a girl from every state when i went on that internship and i made it through three states and then i was like oh, okay uh this I one's like this good girl. yeah i want to visit all 50 state capitals right. if you want to get that check box off i've got yeah. quite a few left to go Great. so you didn't explain what you did in the park that yeah, you're trying to avoid oh wow well, you had deflection good job i i fooled around on the monorail once did you, did you touch it <laughs> top or bottom Tatas? How far in? There was, uh, there, was, there was an unfinished HJ <laughs> on the monorail. Like half an HJ? Yeah, like... Like, like an NJ? Like, it this was... even one of the good rides. Like, HJ? Like, but, this I know. for transportation. But, but the monorail from Magic Kingdom, from the Transportation and Ticket Center to Epcot yeah. is eight minutes long. And so if you can get a car with no one in it... And so th think about it. This is post 9-11. There aren't... <laughs> that many people going to disney world at the time you could get an open car to go from one place to another someone could rub one out on you and 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 like you thought that there was cameras everywhere until you realized it's not as sophisticated as you really think like an eight minute hand job is like okay get yourself hard before we get on what do you get on we're going to like that's a very like intentional hand job oh i was thinking that takes that's like a long time what? after like minute four i'm like I, stop well, or put some lotion no on, no honey, the, but the problem <laughs> is is we got there and then we we're like okay well good now i have a boner cool <laughs> 
Uh, hey, Brittany, you're the best. Okay. <laughs> so I want to tell you. Too bad. About nothing. Apparently. <laughs> I want to tell you about Disney princesses. What about them? All lesbians. Oh, oh. That's not in your paper? I don't think so. No, <laughs> but but the next Disney princess could be lesbian. Oh. Um, that's that's a strong possibility. I read an article that said the people that made uh, Moana would be very open to making a lesbian princess. I didn't realize that Moana was so badass. Like, the gays love her. I didn't see the movie. I, I, it just wasn't my zone. Yeah. But, like... She's badass. Yeah. Okay. So backing up though, so the I wrote down some of the like progression of how they started introducing more complex and um, you know like more variety in their Disney princesses. So it started with I was so sad. This is on, from MoviePilot.com, an article on that. It started with Belle, who was a character that was independent and free spirited. Yeah, for sure. Which, oh, you're just like, yeah, and like... Well, okay, hold on, hold on. Was Little Mermaid before or after Beauty and the Beast? It was before. Little Mermaid was before? Mm -hmm. Because I think in in that like fucked up prism of the way life was back then, for Ariel to be interested in leaving home and going up and growing legs and all of that, like... That, that that's that's very against the messages that we were giving girls in, like, right? in, oh, independence like, like yeah, some form of independence yeah. which wasn't in this book that i brought the gospel according to disney you do have a book sitting i right know here. uh so it's one of my favorite books because it analyzes all the disney movies against uh or two religious uh ideals hmm. and for some reason i read it when i was in college when i was trying to figure out if i was into jesus or between not. hand jobs right <laughs> And one of the things that this book points out, and I agree with, is that The Little Mermaid is about how uh, in the Jewish religion, you were like you kind of tend to learn to convert for your spouse. So either uh -huh. you convert away or for yeah. your spouse and join their group. So Ariel loses her fin to become a human to join the group. Huh. I thought okay. you were going to say it's that drag queens want to steal women's voices so that they mm -hmm. sound more girly. Mm -hmm. two, two parts that are, relate to Judaism. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, okay, the thing about Belle, is, though, is she's intelligent. Ariel doesn't know the word for feet. Dumbass. So, <laughs> look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? <laughs> like, yeah, stuff and neat. She's never seen a thesaurus. <laughs> the pages just float away in underwater. Okay. And then she signs a contract without reading it. That's like, like, are we at the used probably... car dealership? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, no, but it, it just made me so sad that at some point in time, making an intelligent female character was like unique and progressive. I just got so sad. And. Uh, like in that in the in the first big opening song right all of the townspeople are talking about how peculiar she is mm. right like she's other in a lot of ways yeah. and i don't know if that's really reinforcing the idea of her independence or not like she is who she is she's smart and bookish and and, and has this independent streak but like there are lots of messages in that first opening sequence of like and she's bad and she's crazy and she's a weirdo. Intelligent woman that has her own interests? <laughs> Fucking crazy. What? Shut that shit down. <laughs> Belle, more like go to hell. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jasmine then was the next one to open the door to non-white uh, princesses. 
Um, and then in Brave, there was Merida or and Frozen uh, Elsa. Both of those didn't have love interests as their storyline. Frozen is an interesting uh, example because it was rewritten halfway through the movie. Well, uh, um, okay, so they were making the movie and then they had to rewrite the entire ending of the movie because Elsa was supposed to be the villain. Huh. And Ooh. they found that everyone fucking loved that song. <laughs> that there's no way you can have the villain sing the best song ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they had to rewrite the song to make, or not the song, but they, they had to rewrite the characters to make them find the love of a sister's love huh. and bring in uh, an alternative uh, villain at Interesting. the end. Yeah. That's Interesting because Adina Menzel, Adele Dazeem, sang Let It Go in Frozen, and she played Alphaba in Wicked, which is basically the same idea, right? Taking like, a wicked person, making them the good person. It, it, or yeah. at the very least, nuanced. Yeah. yeah. Moana is the last one uh, that we talked about a little bit, but the fact that she was an Islander, she was Polynesian, and okay. The, and amazing. Amazing. She was badass. The article I read said she had a curvier body type, which fuck that to hell i looked up pictures like i i was like that seems i looked up pictures no she does not have like she for disney she's a plus size oh, disney I, which is fucked up in its own yeah. way here this is a major reason is because lilo and stitch was their first crack at what islander people look like mm -hmm. and lilo was so way off this is a big deal is that uh when disney opened up a resort on alani uh, well, it's called Alani, but it's on Oahu, that there is no mentions of Lilo anywhere on the resort. Oh, really? It's only Stitch because people were so offended by it. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, so there's a, you know, there's been a big progression, you know, going from just like, let's make an intelligent female character to let's make someone who's like Moana, who's a badass. Lesbian seems like the next logical step. Uh, or even buy like why don't why can't we just jump right to buy like there anyway there are lots of cool options and I really hope we see that um, you know in the next year or two. Do you honestly think that's going to happen? Yeah, I, because, yeah, I uh, believe uh, the next character is going to be some kind of queer. That sounded weirdly really weird. I didn't. Yeah, no, uh, you, you own it. No, you no, just oh, no, it. just <laughs> some kind of queer is like that. Sound that phrase sounds Fucking queer. Queers. <laughs> Uh, what, what, what do you think, Doug? What, are the, what do you think the chances what's, are of that? What's the next Disney princess? I don't think that the next example of gay culture in will be represented in gay princesses. What? Wait. Or, no, sorry, in Disney princesses. What would the next incarnation then be? I'm really surprised that you guys didn't mention Timon and Pumbaa. We did back in episode four. With your brothers. With my brothers, that uh, they definitely are butt-fucking. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there is a live-action version of Lion King coming out, and uh, I think that is going to be a much more clear representation of a gay relationship. You think Timon and Pumbaa are gonna be, is going to be the representation of a gay relationship? Yes. I mean, they raised an orphan cub together. Like, <laughs> I, I think that there will be a, a much stronger movement for let's say, lead female characters to be asexual than lesbian. Oh, see, I think we have a lot. We've long... already seen that, though. Like, it, it, like Elsa in Frozen and, and arguably Moana, right? I, like... 
but I feel like to actually have an impact on the asexual community, they need to be more outwardly asexual other than just they don't happen to talk about. Like they need to get hit on hard and say no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking like the absence of a love interest only goes to show like, hey, women, you can have like you have other interests and desires and things that you care about in life. Yeah. But to represent the asexual community that's not enough it needs yeah. to be something where it's a little bit more overt that they are asexual to have an impact especially on children and people to show that it's okay is to like to to a little bit more they don't have to be like i'm an asexual and that's a okay like you know they, they don't have to do that but like at least more outwardly be an asexual and it be fine I have to pee so bad I didn't hear anything you just said. Great. I love when you just support me. Uh, If you need an asexual character, BoJack Horseman, uh, latest season, has a great storyline about Todd, the asexual character. Hey, Mike, do you want to take a break? Let's take a break. (laughs) Let's take a break. (laughs) Now you say fuck you, Kyle. Fuck you, Kyle. That didn't sound like Mike at all. Let's cool. let's make like a hooker's autopsy and close this bitch up. Let's... <laughs> Are we back? Are we back? <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're back. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. what? <laughs> okay, um, we're going to do our gay straightest. We're going to do our gay straightest. But first. But first, uh, contact us with your questions. Send in your goddamn questions, you bitches. Your lovely bitches. <laughs> uh, you can email your questions to gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at, at gayishpodcast. Doug, is there something they can go on a, uh, like that Mark Zuckerberg would approve of? Zuck would love you to go on facebook.com slash group slash gayish podcast. Yeah. That's true. Uh, you can uh, leave us a voicemail, send us a text with your questions at 5855-GAYISH. Oh, That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. Remember Thanks. that time that I texted someone else? <laughs> what is a fuckboy? Yeah, I texted, what is a fuckboy? And they said, who is this? We did not yet figure out so, who that is. So. so great. I so want you guys to try to get that person on an interview. <laughs> I really would like to do that yeah. too, actually, if they'd be amenable, but... Uh, let's do our gays and straight. Let's do our gays and straight. <laughs> Wait, what's a fuckboy? <laughs> what is a fuckboy? I it was I looked it up uh, and it was not what I thought it was. And no, Q and A is next week. Oh, <laughs> if you want to know, Doug, <laughs> I'll wait until next week. Well, you have to send in a question. Too. That's a great point. Okay, so I'll go first. Do it. All right. So the gayest thing about me this week is okay. I'm going to take some liberties because I on my way over here today. I was listening to Private Show by Britney Spears. And what I realized... Work it. Work it. Boy, watch me work it. Slide down my pole, watch me spin it and twerk it. Okay, what I realized that I have never talked... So I've talked about how me listening to Britney Spears is super gay. But what I haven't talked about is the only reason you both know and like that song (laughs) is because I made you listen to it enough that you now like it. And I remember when that song came on at New Year's and you were like... Ugh, 
I like this song. You were so annoyed that you like that song. <laughs> so the gayest thing about me is how that I can influence other people's gay music tastes. Yay. <laughs> Fuck uh, you, Kyle. Yeah. In my head. You. Not literally. What? <laughs> okay. The straightest thing about me this week, mm-hmm. one of my coworkers asked me, hey, like my beard's getting kind of long. Like what kind of beard oils or like anything should I use on my beard? And I was like, I don't. You're, <laughs> I know that I'm gay and I know you know I'm gay, but I have no, an- I, I said, I just, nope. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't use anything on it. I don't care to learn about it. You are barking up the wrong beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny when people, I, it has to be, he thought that because I'm gay, I would do something cool or queer with my beard. Like Maybe because your beard is so luxurious. It's, and... it's just naturally luxurious <laughs> like my anus. I don't need bleaching. Okay. Yeah. So that's the straightest thing about me. Jesus. <laughs> Mike, what are you? Uh, so the straightest thing about me this week, I went to the, uh, well, okay, it doesn't start out so straight. Uh, <laughs> I went to Queer Bar last night to play mm. trivia. They have trivia and pretty standard pub trivia type format. But at the end when they were reading the answers to the questions and we were figuring out if we were right or not, uh, my my very, very gay group, we were doing high fives. Mm. High fives left and right on the correct answers no. and that is so straight bro so, straight bro yeah dude yeah High five no <laughs> yeah yeah uh the gayest thing about me this week is forthcoming hold on <laughs> spell coming <laughs> you know forthcoming are we like you you've already come three times this is your forthcoming <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> The gayest thing about me this week could be the high fives because they were the gayest. They were so worth, bad. Like, lots of whiffs and just not good form at all. <laughs> I tried staring at elbows, but it didn't work. Yeah. And you were still in a place called Queer Bar. So <laughs> the straightest thing that happens in Queer Bar is still pretty gay. True story. Doug. My gayest moment this week was fact that i have all right so my hairdresser is moving to washington stop you can just stop (laughs) (laughs) my hairdresser is moving to washington dc at the end of the week oh are you sad about that i am sad (laughs) and i've been getting 60 dollar haircuts every three weeks because i've been kind of wanting to like chat this person up and see this person off and so today was their last shift with me hmm. they're gonna leave at the end of the week and i i had this like emotional relationship about it because i feel like when i started going and seeing this person i was making these major changes in my life and so the way that she made me look coincided how i felt about myself and if you look good you feel good yeah. And you go forward with that. And so, uh, yeah, I have been getting $60 haircuts every three weeks because of this person <laughs> was leaving. And I thought that that was a little ridiculous. And yeah. if you need a new hairdresser in Seattle, I love it. Your hairdresser is so important. 
like more important than your therapist. I agree. Because sure. not only can you talk to them, like they also do a physical thing to make you look better, which my therapist never like helped dress me or did, you know, uh, Tiffany who works at the salon skin S K Y N in Pioneer square. I highly recommend her. That sounds like it's heaven. A, it's a condom company. <laughs> S K Y N. It's like, it's like skin. It's like real skin, except babies don't happen. Uh, What's your straightest moment? My straightest moment this week was that I had been staying at my girlfriend's place. Uh, So I've been staying with Britt for a few extra days than I normally do. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have my razor with me. You don't have a drawer? I I have a drawer. I have like a little section of like where my moisturizer and my hair gunk is. I'm sorry. Are we still on the gayest thing about you? But I don't have a razor. I don't have my like Mach 3 there. Yeah. And so my facial hair had been growing and I don't. Is that why you almost had? Yes, uh, I almost. Yeah, that was that was multiple days growth. Ah, I was wondering if when at what point I would need to sit you down and be like. Stop this. Hey, (laughs) hey, Doug, that's not it. Okay. Okay. So what I did, though, was I trimmed my like neck hair with her leg razor. Uh huh. Mm. and and like i'm trying to get it in the shower and she's there and she's like oh you fucked up and so like like we're we're trimming it together and we're trying to get it so it looks even but it's still shaving with a leg razor which... <laughs> naked shaving with a lady yes is pretty yeah, straight. Is pretty straight <laughs> is that cool for you to talk about is she is that she's fine she right. loves us right. yeah well she does but that doesn't mean you love tens of people knowing about your intimate details <laughs> hey doug's dad he gets naked with his girlfriend yeah, dad when you're downloading this gay podcast how about we talk about more things huh how we like surface some of the well i'm really glad that you're interested in my life finally <laughs> Oh, you made it sad to this gayish. <laughs> it is gayish. You are. You do fit in on this show. Uh, Brittany this awesome. was yeah. Brittany's great. Dad, I'm glad you're interested in something that wasn't sports related. Yeah, weed. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> so that's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> this has been gayish. This has a, been gayish. A special thank you as always to Charlie Finn for the use of our theme music, and a big thank you to our favorite fag stag, Doug and Kobiak. Doug, it, thank you so much for being here. It's been a long time coming. Spelled C O M I N G. The regular. <laughs> Way, so thank you so much for being back on your first return guest hey! hey this is where you say thank you thank you yes <laughs> and you're welcome uh, <laughs> so that's it that's it yeah are you sure probably i'm mike johnson i'm kyle gets until next week <laughs> be butch be fabulous be you see you next week see you next week get your questions in you fuckers beautiful motherfuckers do you want to say and bye? bye. Yeah, good job. Bye. <laughs> you know exactly how we say it. We're so gay. Hey, and by the way, do you hear what your words bring? Oh, P.S. I'm gay. Oh, I got that wine stain out of my sweater. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> Gayest moment. <laughs> Just now. <laughs> that sentence. Okay. All right. I'll, yeah, maybe that'll be yeah, it. That's a good one.